Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt Podcast presented by Onyx. So the Onyx Hunt app turns your phone into a mobile GPS. And one of the features that I love to use within the Onyx Hunt app is once you mark a waypoint, say you find a rub or a scrape or you find a tree that you might want to sit in this coming fall, I love that you're able to take a photo of that and be able to save it in with the waypoint. So for example, how many times you found a spot and were like, I want to come back here, I'm going to hunt this, and then you can't remember how to find it or you can't find the tree in the dark. So when you take a photo of these things, then you're able, it's able to refresh your memory. I mean, I don't know how many waypoints I have of it just labeled scrape or nice scrape. Well, what did that actually look like? And for me, that's, that's really important when scouting a bunch of different areas. So being able to stay organized and do that within the Onyx Hunt app is, is a big deal. So if you want to head over to onyxmaps.com and use the coupon code EMW, that'll save yourself 20% off of the premium and elite memberships. Also, Elk 101. So Corey Jacobson and Elk 101 have come out with the University of Elk Hunting online course. And a membership to the University of Elk Hunting online course provides you with immediate access to the most comprehensive and complete resource for increasing your elk hunting knowledge, confidence, and, well, hopefully success. In addition to have all the access to the entire course for one year, you also have access to the UEH mobile app, which puts all the content that's in that online course right in the palm of your hand, anytime, anywhere, with or without internet or cellular connection. So that's that's really cool to be able to, to access that just like you can your OnX app. So plus, all members receive incredible discounts from Elk 101 partners, and that that includes 15% off elk hunting gear in the online in the Elk 101 online store. So basically, with if you buy a few pieces of gear, you save enough money to pay for the course itself and get all the knowledge that comes along with it. So consider investing yourself, checking out the University of Elk Hunting online course at elk101.com. If you use the coupon code EASTMEETSWEST, you'll save yourself $20 off of the online course. And lastly, Tethered Nation. So the Tethered Saddle has changed the game for saddle hunting. The Between the, the Mantis saddle and now the phantom saddle and the predator platform it's really changed the game for being able to be mobile in the mountains for myself and what i want to talk about right now is the predator platform so it basically allows hunters to be able to shoot 360 degrees around the tree and remain comfortable all day long it can be installed on just about any tree that will hold your weight it gives a saddle hunter an extreme advantage when it comes to versatility and also bulk reduction there are a lot of advantages to that predator platform but a few of the favorites are the cast aluminum construction so it has superior strength and minimal noise it's rock solid but yet still whisper quiet insulation with a like a with a zip cam strap and button system 
and easy adjustment for leaning trees or foot positioning with the adjustable platform leveling, which is super simple to be able to adjust while you're up in the tree. And uh, it's, it's for me, it's helped me get into some really weird, weird trees that normally I wouldn't be getting into. So what's really the, probably the, the biggest advantage I see with this, it only weighs three pounds and it packs completely flat for transport. It's the lightest, least bulky, full featured saddle hunting platform that, that has ever been designed. So if you head over to tetherednation.com, uh, you can check out the Predator platform and all the other products that Tethered has to offer. All right, so I want to go through the, the Mountain Buck Monday story of the week. And so this would have been posted yesterday over on Instagram and Facebook. And this one's from James Fetter, or his Instagram handle is at Cheddar Fetter. So he says, I've never been to this piece of public in West Virginia before hunting it, but I got on Onyx Maps and found a low gap about two miles back from the gate. And this low gap was right on the edge of a logging cut. So I hiked in before dark, got set up, and 30 minutes after daylight, he popped up out of a logging road, one shot, and dropped it. Quartered it and packed it out. <laughs> Took me all day, and my, and my hips are still not the same. Beyond blessed with this 126-inch buck. So the, the photo you can check out over on social media. And James shot a beautiful buck in utilizing logging cuts and terrain features with scouting ahead of time such a deadly combination so congrats james and thanks for sharing your mountain buck monday story and i encourage anyone else to do the same all right as far as other news just a reminder applications for montana coming up here april 1st for deer and elk so check out check that out if you're planning on applying for montana you might want to do so earlier or sooner than later, I guess. So hopefully you're listening to this before the deadline comes up and you can take advantage of that. And lastly, the the new hats that uh, East Meets West hats that dropped a few weeks ago have been doing incredibly well. have gotten great feedback from that. So just to let you know that I'm still shipping these hats out um, in with everything going on, still shipping these orders out. And uh, you check that out over at eastmeetswesthunt.com slash shop. And for quarter one, I'm donating 3% of the sales to Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Q2 will be the Quality Deer Management Association. So giving back to a different conservation organization every quarter. And just my way of being able to give back a little bit from a financial side of things. So on today's podcast, I have Justin Mueller coming on, and Justin and I had a recent um, scouting trip where we he came to Pennsylvania, the middle of nowhere, to do some filming um, for a bunch of different things. But uh, the the first thing is for a, a four part scouting series and video series excuse me and then also a bigger project which is going to be a mountain buck film that uh, will be filmed this november here for seven or eight days hunting the rut and i'm really really excited for that and and also there'll be even just um even a, a bigger project that comes beyond that so 
really pumped for it. It's the year of the mountain buck. And uh, I hope everyone is staying safe and we'll get through the, the times that are going on right now. We always do. So stay strong with it and take advantage of this time if you're home with your family and or if you want to do some research and learn a new craft or enhance your skills in any way, this is a, a great time to be able to do that. So let's uh, let's jump into this episode here with my buddy and really talented filmmaker, photographer, Justin Mueller. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt Podcast. Uh, we're sitting here on a tailgate, at least six feet apart here, and I'm with Justin Mueller. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, man? How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. It was, uh, it's been a pretty good weekend getting to hang out here with you. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, I came down, what, Thursday? Thursday afternoon? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we had a goal um, from this weekend to kind of get some stuff together for a project that Bo and I are working on together and kind of get out shed hunting and enjoy the woods and just kind of your typical spring stuff, you know? Yeah. And I, I guess before we get too far into this here, Justin can give a little bit of a background on himself, but if you've listened to any of the, the Idaho elk hunt series podcasts and you remember Justin, or if you watch the film synergy, you've seen some of his work and really just about any of my photos of elk hunting, well, actually all of them from last year were from <laughs> Justin. So Justin is a, a film producer, photographer. Is that kind of an accurate statement here? Yeah, that's that's about what I do. So <laughs> um, <laughs> so for the most part, I, uh, I film uh, for TV shows on Outdoor Sportsman Channel. That's the bulk of my work. Um, you know, and I started doing that uh, about three years ago now. And I kind of started off the same way everyone does. You know, I bought a camera. Bought everything I thought I needed and I bought everything wrong, you know, bought a crappy camera, you know, the whole works and everything. But once I really started getting into it, I learned that, you know, the more that I learned, I realized the more that I don't know, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and I really wanted to turn it from a hobby to something I could do full time. Um, so I started taking some video classes and stuff like that and just kind of put myself out there to try to try to get some of my work noticed online, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah. It's been a journey ever since. Yeah, yeah. So what? explain a little bit about that that journey. Before we get into what we were doing here this weekend, I, I kind of want to hear a little bit of background of yourself. I mean, I know a lot of people um, want to, you know, want to get into this or figure out how you work in the outdoor industry or film the hunts. I mean, give me the, the good, the bad, the ugly, and kind of how that whole journey took off for you. Okay. Um, so like I said, I started about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I ever the first hunt that I ever successfully filmed was a black bear hunt with my buddy. And I put together what I thought was a film at the time, you know, and looking back now, I laugh at it, but that's just how everyone starts. You know, at the time I thought it was really good and I was proud of it. And we posted it online and the whole nine. And I quickly realized that that was pretty cool. And it's something that I wanted to do for a living, you know, and I just kind of, I guess, dove into it head first. You know, I quit my job. I quit several jobs to, make all this happen and, and just in the last three years it just you know slowly every year it just gets a little better and a little better and finding a little more work here and there so mm -hmm. so it's been a been a pretty good journey so far so it sounds like you well one you made the commitment to doing it 
and two, you invested in yourself by going to a film school and you know doing some other things to be able to learn it. Sorry about the wind here. It's uh, like I said, we're sitting on the mountain here, and the, on the back of the tailgate just got done scouting. So, <laughs> apologize ahead of time. Yeah. So I uh, my first uh, actual start, um, I got an in-house job with a TV show, and basically I was their intern for a year and a half, and I did all of the. You know, the filming of all the hunts, um, the product photography, some editing, stuff like that, some social media things. And it was a very um, good first step. I actually moved to Ohio for two years and I'm a Minnesota native. So that was a big experience, you know, moving 15 hours away from home and everything. And I did that for about two years, two and a half years. And I learned everything I needed. And I thought, I, you know, it's time to take the jump now and do this on my own and try to make my own business and see what I can make of myself. Yeah. So. Okay. And then from now, so when you say that you're, you know you're doing freelance work and everything else, is that does that mean you're going out like pitching projects to clients or like how does that how does that all work? Yeah, so it's a little different every time. Like um, last year is when I first uh, started my business, right? So I had no clients, I had nothing. It was just me. So I had to go out and pitch everything. Um, I just cold called people, cold called, sending emails, yeah. you know, hitting them up online and stuff, and actually call them, but. You know, I, I got in touch with people and instead of me saying, you know, I need this much or I need this much money to do this for you. I was like, what do you need done? And let me see if I can do it for you. And it slowly I just started making some contacts here or there. And, and I'm very fortunate that all of my contacts that I've made so far are now repeat customers. And I, I have about six or seven shows now that I work for and they pretty much keep me busy, you know, eight, nine months out of the year as far as all the filming goes, you know, from August until turkey season and then during the summer is kind of post-production, all the editing, all the photo editing, stuff like that. So. Yep. Okay. Um, so with, with that being said, I mean, like, how do you, for anyone that, you know, wants to get into that or wants to do anything like that, what is that like? Like when you're, when you're pitching something to a company, what are you showing like some of your past work? Like how do you, how do you go about that? Yeah. So I, um, now the synergy film is something that I'm, I've been using. Yeah. Um, that I made with you and but yeah I mean back when I started it was kind of just my online portfolio here's my it's called smug mug it's an online photo account kind of like Instagram here's my smug mug here's my Instagram here's some stuff I've done um, if you watch this show on Sportsman Channel you know Monday night at seven o'clock you'll see that an episode I did of an elk film or an elk hunt yeah so it's kind of just stuff like that you know and a lot of it too for me is word of mouth because um, a lot of the, you know, the TV hosts, they're all friends, right? So they'll they'll hit each other up and be like, hey, I need a guy for these dates. Do you know anybody? And all you need is to get your foot in the door one time. And, and similar to how you and I met, if I get on a, a trip with someone and we go on a 10-day elk hunt, at the end of those 10 days, we're pretty good friends. So you can kind of expect, I shouldn't say that, but you can kind of expect a call back if everything goes good, you know? Because there's a lot of guys who just, um, they just don't get along with each other just naturally. So when you find people that, that you fit well with and they fit well with you, it, it just builds a good friendship and a good business relationship. And it kind of just, it goes from there. So luckily I'm at a point now where I still do pitch a lot of projects, but I get a fair amount of work that just comes my way from those people too. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. And I think that comes down to to being a personable person and being able to be a likable person, I guess, to be around because... Otherwise, if you were just, uh, I don't know, if you were just kind of an asshole about it and just, you know, <laughs> we're just there to show up and film and that was it, you probably wouldn't get a call back. When you're hunting on those trips, like you spent 14, 15 days with us, you know, in Idaho, we didn't know each other going into it. Yep. If 
we didn't get along or there was some sort of a weird vibe, it would have been kind of miserable. Yeah, I don't think know? I'd be out here right now. No, I, you know? I definitely would not have invited you back, that's for sure. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, But no, I mean, it's the truth. I'd, at the end of the day, everyone loves to hunt, right? Yeah, we're, we're making TV shows, we're making films, doing product photography, but we're hunting. Yeah. And if you don't get along with the person that you're spending the time in the outdoors with, you're not going to have fun. Yep. So that's a big part of my job is just making sure that, that everyone gets along well and things flow good. And then the work comes after that. Yeah. And like, so w- when we did this, this film, the synergy film and everything, I had never been, I'd been filmed before, but not on like, I wasn't ever the focus of a hunt or doing anything like that. So it was new to me and it was nice that the way that you filmed and stuff didn't make it feel like it was spotlights on you or it's like high pressure you know just it was just a part of it you were just you know kind of a fly on the wall for a lot of it and helped go through it and i don't know if that's that way for for everything but i know i appreciated it and made it easier to be able to work with that's for sure yeah for sure and and that's a big part of it too if people feel uncomfortable on camera they look uncomfortable you know if that makes sense so if you get someone who's just naturally kind of an outgoing person who doesn't really necessarily care what they look like on camera, it, everything just flows so much better and they, they just feel so much more natural in front of the camera. Yeah. I mean, I care what I look like on the camera. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah no, you did a good job. You did a good job. <laughs> yeah. It was, but that, yeah, that film project was, was awesome. It was a lot of fun to be able to do that. And, and you know, when I, I appreciate good work and, you know, people at, take pride in that and now i i think i'd have a problem um you know doing anything less because that film turned out so awesome and just like the the cinematic i love cinematic films i love that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that's in the hunting industry and and uh, i think i think you did really well with that and, and enjoy your style with it was there was there like something that influenced you to want to do those type of films versus like a traditional I hate to say it that way, but like a traditional hunting TV show would be. Yeah, like every TV show you've watched in like 2000 or 2005. Yeah. kind of style of filming. Yep. I, I just, you know, every hunt, everything you do, there's a story to be told. You know, even if you're just in your backyard hunting, you maybe you have history with a buck or something, there's always a story to be told. And that's what drives me to try to do my best when I'm out here because, yeah, if you just film a hunt and shoot a big deer, that's great. You know, good for you. That's awesome. But but there's always a little more and that's kind of, and there's a lot of photographers, videographers who kind of strive off that, that same mentality, but there's just always something to be told. And, and if you can capture that through the lens and tell it in a way that, you know, influences people to get out and try elk hunting or get out and maybe hunt a certain way, that's kind of my main goal. Okay. Was there, was there anybody or any people that influenced you to like, that you looked up to during this, this or even mentors or anything like that that helped you? Yeah, definitely. So my first uh, my first internship and job was with a company called Become One. Uh-huh. I think you know those guys. Yep. Uh, they have a TV show on Sportsman Channel, and their show is very cinematic. It's very well put together. If it's just it's a great show, and they're not the kind of guys who they they don't make their career off shooting all these giant deer. That's kind of a gimme hunt on somewhere over a pile of bait or something like that. Like they're going out and they're grinding it out. And they're hunting just like everyone else is. And on top of that, they're doing a very cinematic show. And I just, I always appreciate the hard work that went into that. And I could see the fire in their eyes when we'd put something good together. And that's just kind of the way I was taught. Yeah. You know, so I'm very thankful that that was their style because today, if I had been with someone else, I'd be interested to know if I'd be doing things a lot different or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Tom and Nick do an excellent job in their film school and everything else. That's, 
that that's great and and um yeah their their style is great and i'm glad that uh they you know helped i guess curvy a little bit there because a lot of that yeah. yeah that that's uh for me, I, I love that style of film. I love, I, I remember, the, I guess the first like hunting films I ever saw like that were Donnie Vincent, Donnie Vincent, yep, type absolutely. films. And then some of my buddies with Wild at Heart did the first whitetail film I ever saw like that with Pursuing the Allegheny. And I was just like, like this is awesome. Like this is the kind of stuff I want to watch. I want to be a part of that. If I'm doing films, that's what you know. I want to do. Yep, makes sense. And I think people appreciate that level of quality as well. You yeah, know, your viewers. I I I hope so. I mean, yeah, you're not cheap. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just kidding. Something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I. So what's what's cool is, Justin, you're here. You know, you're here with me this weekend, and uh, you came to basically do some filming of some scouting we're working on some projects for onyx we're going to be i'm well i'm going to be releasing some videos scouting videos on on youtube and actually that was probably one of the most like requested things mountain the stuff all the stuff that that i do talking to people about mountain bucks is like is definitely the most popular thing. I mean, that's what I grew up doing. So maybe that's, uh, I've, I'm more confident talking about that stuff, whatever it may be. That is, you know, the number one thing. And that's some of the questions I was getting. So yeah. it literally surrounds around, you need to do videos on this. Or you need to do some, yep. And I'm like, you know, that would be pretty cool to, to do that. So pitch the idea to Justin and, and on XO worked on a project to, do that and it's gonna be a four-part video series yep. that i'll release on on my youtube channel which is going to be cool and but this is all part of a bigger project and i don't know if i've talked about it all on here but if not we're, we're going to talk about it now and that's that that justin's going to come back out here this november for like eight days or so yeah seven eight days something like that. yeah and film a full whitetail hunt in the big woods mountainous region here in pennsylvania and I'm I'm tell you what I'm extremely nervous about it and really <laughs> excited at the same time because I think this film is going to be it's going to be fucking epic. I, I hope so. I mean, you're really holding me to a high standard when you say that, but <laughs> well, it's, it, I'm just saying it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. be. No, I'm excited for that too, man. Because growing up in Minnesota, we're we're small farm country, right? Like I grew up on a 200 acre dairy farm, so we have like six spots to hunt, and it's the same spots every year on a field edge, just just because that's what it is, you know. And I come out here and I really appreciate your guys' style of hunting and scouting and everything. I would be so lost, <laughs> you know, if you just threw me out here and told me to start hunting, yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start. So this film is kind of cool for me because as I'm, you know, going around uh, filming Bo, I'm also kind of learning how he hunts. And I think that um, for this uh, film we're doing in November, that it should be a pretty good time. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. I really hope that some of these areas that we scouted this weekend and everything and did some of these projects are areas that we that that I actually kill a buck in like it that it lines up that that'd be cool the story be told how I expect it because we all know that at least I do this every single setup I find or good spot I envision how that's gonna play out during the archery season and I'm gonna say probably like 1.3 percent of the time it happens that way <laughs> but uh 1.3 1.3 that's 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 science so. yeah <laughs> something like that science yeah <laughs> but it's yeah it's 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 cool to to be able to capture that and try to 
I'll tell you what, I, I got annoyed by myself just having to. <laughs> I got annoyed over, by you too today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking over and over again about these things and making sure, like, putting together uh, videos like that are going to be, you know, high quality scouting video. Trying not to leave anything out has been like, it's been difficult. It's been mentally exhausting. Yes. I am freaking breaking, broke down. You've had to sit here and listen to me. Yeah. And that was the worst part about it. I know. No, just sitting there watching you talk for hours and hours. I mean, it, you know, I wish people could see the amount of work that actually goes into it compared to the final product, you know, but yeah, yeah. You did a good job though. So, well, thank you. But Mm -hmm. think about it. Like we'll have like a, I don't know what some of these videos, how long they'll be, but say seven to 10 minutes on some of them. You see that, I'd be like, wow, that was, that was cool. You go through it. It's like the amount of hours that go into one you you coming up with the creative side and the filming and figuring out how to make it all come together. Me coming out with the content and putting that into it and yep. second guessing myself. Did I cover everything? Am I missing something? Which is, is difficult. And then the, the harder part is now, okay, you have all this raw data, all this stuff that we just filmed. And like you go home and be like, I got to put this all together yep. and try to remember how this this went and all these things and and i i think luckily well luckily this is something that you'll have a little bit of time to work on sooner than later so it should be more fresh in your mind than yep. like with some of these tv shows that you're not it's editing months later. This stuff till months and later. sometimes i'm not even on the hunt some of my you know customers or clients they're just i'm just the editor so they're just sending me a, a whole hard drive here was our 15 days in montana go ahead and start out so i literally will spend an entire day like literally a 10 hour day, just watching every single clip and picking out my favorites. Cause sometimes they have, you know, literally thousands of clips that I have to go through and try to organize them. And if they do a good job organizing them, it's nice, but some of the times they don't. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that's, that's, uh, that's pretty wild, mm-hmm. but this, yeah, this project I think is, is going to be pretty awesome. I, I'm, more excited about than any other project from the standpoint of this is what I grew up doing. This is the style of hunting I've always done, and I never, I've never seen anybody, you know, put that to a film. Besides, like I said, my my buddy Jameson and, and Kelly did one uh, with Wild at Heart, but other than that, I've never seen you know a big woods yeah buck film, and I think this is just going to be going to be really cool. It's going to be a fun week, that's for sure. It's gonna it's gonna be difficult. Like I that that's the part that worries me because it's not. It's not a, you know, an if standpoint or, you know, an if and when it's just like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. I've never been in a tree in these type of areas with someone filming, you know, extra movement. You have a whole bunch of extra stuff, hopefully because we're picking the rut that, uh, the deer are a little bit have their minds focused on something else and we can get through it but i uh, hope so so. it'll be it'll be interesting with you in the saddle too because i've never filmed anybody in a saddle so yeah it's gonna be another thing we're gonna figure out on the first morning yeah Yeah, that's that'll be uh that'll be interesting i'm trying to shoot there's a buck coming over here and i'm drawing back and you're ducking and i'm right in the way way. (laughs) i'm swearing at you and you're swearing at me and yep same shit different day and we still hug and go home yep exactly (laughs) so i'm interested to hear of like your thought process and your experience from coming here for a weekend and seeing i've I've taken you a couple different areas i've taken you areas that's more like big woods you know not as steep a train you know more rolling big clear cuts thickets things along those lines and then coming to the steep 
more mountainous country that you experience in a lot of the Appalachian region. What What are your thoughts about this? It's it's different, you know. I mean, because you told me you lived out here, obviously, and I I thought, okay, he lives, you know, near the mountains or something like that. But you are in the heart of them, yeah. You know, like you're you're out there a little bit, and it's just it's it's so cool because you know where I grew up and even the spots out west you hunt. I mean, this is thick on these mountains and obviously the big woods, but it's thick in here, yeah. and there's there's not a lot of natural clearings or natural anything for the most part from what i've seen yeah you know so you get some of these spots that you know they were out logging or cutting and everything and that's the stuff you're hunting and that's just super not traditional compared to what i grew up doing you know we we grew up hunting cornfields and bean fields and that's just what it was yep you know so it's it's been a learning lesson for me for sure yeah no i i, I think i love getting to show people this and it's it, for me i mean it's so exciting because it is it's miles and miles of unbroken timber but once you start you know breaking that down and you look at you look at the terrain and then you look at the vegetation and you're looking for these edges and we're looking at how can we you know how can we combine these things together and pick you know micro scout these areas and then go in and check them out and it's been kind of i almost feel like it's been a little bit of a uh, a teaching lesson or something for you, not not intentionally or anything, but no, that's not. <laughs> you know what I no, but you know what I mean. Like just because you've never been to an area like this, and yeah. you know, I've been you've heard me rehearse things, screw up, and do this a thousand times, mm-hmm. and uh, and just getting to kind of you know get the boots on the ground and see it versus what we're doing scouting with Onyx and. Yep and the web map and everything else. But I, I just, I think that's pretty, it's going to be pretty cool to oh, yeah. one, see that project. I, I'm pumped to get, get you to sit in a tree and hunt with me for a while. Yep. Especially when you're like, you sure this is a good spot? We haven't seen a deer in two days. I'm like, just wait. They're, <laughs> you they're just coming. wait. They're coming. Yep. They're coming. They're coming. No, it's going to be a, a learning lesson. I don't think I, well, I know I've never whitetail hunted anything of this caliber and it's it's just kind of humbling you know you think you kind of have your stuff figured out when it comes to hunting you know then you come out here and it's just a completely different ball game i can see the guys who are out here who are successful on a consistent basis they work their ass off to be consistent or to be successful it's not just coming naturally to them yeah yeah that's for sure and uh you know it's one of those things like it's just it takes a little bit for me, why I think I like it so much, not just from the way I grew up doing it, but I appreciate it more that I started going out West and I start seeing some of the common trends with, you know, the adventure hunting of the West as we, yep. it's, you know, in the Appalachian region here, there's a lot of, you know, mixtures. You can hunt whitetails, but kind of in a way it's a little bit different. Yeah. It's a, to me, it's a lot of bit different. Yeah. And even most of the Midwest hunts, you go down to Nebraska, Kansas, Kentucky, wherever, you're not hunting anything like this. It's all flat and there's fields and, and everyone who hunts whitetails knows you sit by the field. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, and I'd say, um, you know, during this weekend, we found, did some scouting and some different things, found some great spots, found some new spots, even though that I hadn't been to before and, and uh, just... I, I'm I'm feeling really confident about this year's plan and seeing what what can happen. I guess. Yeah. So. Hopefully, hopefully it works out that we get one on film. I'm sure you'll you know shoot one the day before I come out, but <laughs> that's <laughs> how it goes. Do you think it'll be? Do you think it'll be like the elk film, perfect over the shoulder? <laughs> Don't even talk on the first day. <laughs> on the first day, <laughs> that will never happen again. Hey, don't say it won't happen again because it, <laughs> it will never happen again. I know. Me. That was as about I as, couldn't believe that. That yeah. was about as good as it You gave your expectations too high now. Yeah, I know. That's That That was my one chance in my life to have that. From here on out, it's going to be yep. 
just a shit show. So I, I like how you say that because we were talking yesterday and you were like, yeah, we'll come out here in Pennsylvania, shoot one by like day one or two. We'll head over to Ohio, shoot one there. <laughs> come back, still have a couple days to do some photography. <laughs> it's like, no, we, that will not happen. <laughs> Listen, you got you to be overconfident about it. And then, yeah, then just go through a quick depression when it doesn't work out. When it doesn't out work out. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, that's that's uh, that's really funny. I'm I'm excited to see again to see how that all plays out and and everything else with that hunt. Yeah, for sure. One um, I, well, one thing that that happened this weekend that was pretty cool that you got to experience is is uh, we got to see my dad's elk sheds. Those were giant. Yeah, absolute giant. I could not like when he walked in, they look fake because they were so big. Yep. I was so happy for him, man. That was cool. So yeah, to kind of fill in the story here, uh, it's, you know, it's the last weekend in March here, the elk are dropping in Pennsylvania. Elk shed hunting in Pennsylvania is more crowded than the first week of rifle season. If you can imagine that it's ridiculous how many people are out looking for them. So, you know, a lot of times it's finding those areas where people are pushing them to or just being lucky and the fact of being there when they drop before someone else walks through that spot. Yep. And my dad has it figured out. I do not have it figured out whatsoever. He finds a few good ones every year in this set that he found this weekend. I haven't measured it up yet, but it's got to go over 400 They're inches. all of 400. Yeah. I, I would think anyways. Yeah. They got to be close if not. I when he walked in with those, I just I couldn't believe it. Well, that's happy for him. The set that he found was it last year, or 2 years ago, would have scored 390 with an average width that just yeah. gave it and everything with the sheds. And this this bull has beams that are at least like 6 inches longer. Yeah. Like that's insane. Yep. You get to see the joy on his face. He just sat yeah. there and he told us the story 3 4 times. He was so happy about it. Oh yeah, he he was cracking up. It was it was good. I was, I was pumped for him. You know, he, he was sending text messages out, you know, ahead of time and uh, about it before he could even have enough service to send photos. But he, you could tell he was he was fired up. He put in the work, though. He got up. Um, he left before it got light out in the pouring rain. Yeah. And I, I talked to him in the kitchen. And I was like, you still going to go in the rain? He's like, yeah, no one else will be out there. I was like, yeah, good point. And he came back with a good match and set like that. I, I know. Pretty cool to see. Yeah. He came back with three of them. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, he yeah. found the the other one uh, last week. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, the other one okay. from last week. But okay. yeah, that one Still. had eight on one side. I don't remember what that matching set was. Was that a eight by eight or seven by seven? I think it's eight. Is it? It's an eight, yeah. Jesus. Giant. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> think yep. about, I go, yeah. I think that one side measured more than my whole entire Idaho bull did. Yeah, probably <laughs> did too. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. That mountain up on the wall there and those sheds laying on the ground right next to it. Hey. <laughs> we just we you don't put them in the same frame and then you don't have to worry about it. That's yep. just that's what it is. I go out shed hunting back home and find a little forky side and I'm all jacked up about it. And he comes back with a 400 inch matching set from an elk. <laughs> I'm st- I'm still hoping to be able to show you an elk here in Pennsylvania. I mean, I know you've seen a ton of elk and you filmed them and stuff, but it's yeah. cool to see them in these woods like this. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm uh, sure. hey, yeah, I wanna I wanna try to show you one tonight before before it gets dark. We'll see. Okay. And uh, maybe he'll drop the antlers right in front of us on the road. We go pick them up. Yep. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it'd be that easy. Yeah. You know, that easy. You know, it's it's funny when um, I shared the photo of my dad's sheds on Instagram story uh, yesterday. And and the response I got is, man, like, I got a couple people saying, like, you know, would you take me? 
you know, really? show, show around. I'd love to find, you know, an elk shed first. I just would love to, like, me too. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, sorry, I can't help you. Yeah, like, it's it's so you know, tough. Your own dad won't even show you his spots. Yeah, my dad won't show me. How the hell am I going to show you something? Yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's, funny. It's, it's just so difficult, but it's it's fun to try. And I yeah, I just, I, I love the idea that they're here in Pennsylvania. It's a, yep. it's a cool aspect. I was telling you about uh, when I was hunting in October last year, having complete bugle fest going on around me. I could and imagine that it's sitting just, up in the tree stand like that. That's it's, cool. It's so cool. And then I get in elk hunt mode. Well, especially after just come back from <laughs> Idaho for two weeks. Yeah. I'm already not, I'm, I hadn't had my brain turned over to whitetails yet. And I'm just getting fired up and I'm like wanting to chase these bugles. <laughs> yeah, right. See if I can call them in. Especially the size of the elk out here. Oh, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. It's absolutely stupid. It's yeah. not even. You can, you can, I, I appreciate the, the towns around here. Cause like even like the, you know, the grocery stores in town have something with the name elk in it. All the roads are named whatever, you know, yeah. and it's just, it's cool to see an entire community, a couple communities literally just live and breathe the fact that they have elk up here. It's just a cool thing to see. It is. It is. It's a, it's a giant tourist attraction. And, and I, I would not like, I'd avoid this you know, the entire elk area in September here because yeah, sure. the amount of people that come here, which is great for the community. I mean, all local businesses do really well yeah. and that, you know, that's exciting and all good and stuff, but you can't even drive anywhere because, Oh, it's all, that bad. Oh, you can't, when you're driving down the road, you're stopped in traffic for sometimes even hours to get, you know, not long because you're not supposed to pull off the side of the road or, yeah. or stop in the middle of the road, to look at elk, but sort of, Oh, go ahead. You know, so you get these people that come and you get foreigners, you get like, you get a, <laughs> all kinds Everybody. that just come in and they don't pay attention to anything, any rules, any signs. They're just like, oh, there's an elk. They're in the elk. Yep. The big horse. Look at it. <laughs> so they come in just like the visitor centers and stuff like that? Or? That and just like all the roads around the town and stuff that really? they're just, they're all over. And because uh, the elk, a lot of times are around the houses and everything and they, the people are just, it's it's pretty ridiculous to see it. I I would I haven't been to Yellowstone before, but I'd imagine it's similar to what really that is. Yeah, you got people trying to walk up to the elk. I'm and sure it's like you're gonna yeah. get gored like 100 <laughs> percent by a giant. someone is gonna get gored yeah. by an elk at some point here. One yep. of these big 400 some inch bulls is gonna send one right through someone's guts. I hope that doesn't happen, but. It's but only, some people deserve it. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> be honest. Don't be stupid, people. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. We got off on a good tangent there. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> that's, all right. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty good. But um, so Justin, I want to kind of circle back around to you know your photography and, and videography. Like, so I'd like you to talk a little bit about you know things that you think would be helpful for people to know from a, a basic level photography standpoint or things that you want to see change in the, the hunting industry? Okay. Um, yeah. So I'll start with um, your first question, kind of the basic photography thing. It doesn't matter if you're getting into sports photography, portraits, hunting, you know, weddings, whatever you want to do. Um, you'll hear, I'm going to say too, I'm going to kind of contradict myself here a little bit. Everyone says, don't buy the best gear, learn how to run what you have and that's great but at the same time try not to buy that really low end stuff if, even if you have to wait an extra six months to save up a little money to get yourself something nice that's i mean 
And like I said, I'm not saying to go out and buy a $5,000 camera. Just buy something that's not a $80 Walmart special that's on sale. Get something nice that you can change lenses around. And then the big part is learn how to use it. Because I, I see tons of people who are taking pictures equally as good as people with cameras that are double the budget. You know, and and a lot of it too, it's unfortunate this day and age, a big question I get when I'm pitching projects is what kind of camera gear do you have? Because people want to know. And that's why I say that. Obviously, I'd rather see people get into it right away, get into it early and start going and learn. But if you can wait an extra couple months and save up a few extra hundred bucks, it's worth your time because it's, it's electronics. You really do get what you pay for. Yep. But a big part of that is learning what your gear is and, and all your capabilities with it and stuff like that. So, But there's a huge need for... I mean, every industry needs photography, advertising, product photography, everything. It's a good good business to get into. You know, it's just tough to start. But once you can get yourself established, get a couple of clients, it's a super rewarding job. Especially with like online marketing. I mean, a lot more things are being sold online versus oh, retail. Yeah. And how do you sell things online? It's marketing. Yeah. It's And, and what is marketing? Photos and videos. There you said it. Yep. Yep. It's that, I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to, you know, and I'm just in the hunting world, but there's people who are, you know, doing weddings, doing just strictly product photography, anything, and they're making a very good life for themselves. Much better pay than I'm getting. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what you're saying, like, being a photographer in the hunting industry doesn't, like, get you this mansion up on the hill no. overlooking? No, no. Not happening? Not even close. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's more for the fact that I get to spend you know, I'm going to tread lightly here. I get to spend my day at work out in the woods filming yeah. hunts. That's what I live and breathe for. I'm the kind of person who, I mean, I could go back home and get a road construction job and make great money and have everything that I ever want in life and go on cool hunts. But that's not really the kind of life that I want to live. Yep. I want to enjoy what I do. Hunting is my passion first and foremost. Um, I, when I actually first got into photography, I kind of sat down one day and I was like, I need to find a way to get paid to be around people who are hunting. What's that going to look like? I'm sure you kind of had a similar thing with, with your journey, but mine was like, well, I want to be out hunting and doing this and that. Let's start filming. So I literally bought a camera and started at it. And that was day one of the journey. You know, I don't have a lot of the guys that are doing this or, oh yeah, I was a, you know, wedding photographer for several years. And then I switched into this and now I'm into hunting. So I like the outdoors. But for me, it was, I need to find a way to be able to spend my, my job, hopefully a career out in the outdoors doing what I love. Yep. So, and money's a, a secondary thing. Obviously, I, you know, you need to make a good living, but yeah. as of right now, I'm young and single and everything. So as long as I'm making good enough money for myself, that's all I need. Yep. And, and that'll, I'm sure that'll come even more like more so as you go along yeah, and get, you know, you know, and you keep along this journey and it, I hope so anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the goal of mine. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's funny, yep. but it's, it's, yeah, it is cool to be able to see that. And what's, what's great about your journey and the way I look at it and there's not a whole lot of people that do it this way is that you you know decide you want to do it did or excuse me you decided that you wanted to do it and you just went out and did it and figured you know you set your goal decided what you're gonna do and then you figured out kind of how to make it happen along the way yeah you know there's some planning involved obviously but there was a lot of trial and error there was no planning all trial and error okay <laughs> and most of them were errors like i said i think i told you a little bit about this i i got this idea to do it and i just went for it. i didn't save up any money i didn't do the responsible stuff because i wanted to start now looking back like if you want to become a, a photographer in the hunting world or a videographer my advice is save up a bunch of money before you start because your first year or two, you're not going to make a lot of money. 
I mean, you're just, you're not, even if you're super talented and everything and you're a great person, you're just not going to have, cause you're not going to have a client base built up that takes several years. And the, the problem is, is in the United States, especially hunting seasons from late August to January. So half of your year, you don't really have much to do, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it kind of just takes a, a little bit longer to really get your foot in the door. At least it did for me anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's funny. That's interesting with, but I, I guess what I, what I admire about that is that the fact that you just went out and did it, there's a lot of people that talk about it or say, oh, I wish I could do that, but we'll come up with a thousand excuses. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand the excuses. <laughs> it, it's a sore point with me where it's like people are like, ah, oh, like they'll say to me, ah, oh, man, you wait till you have kids and you wait till you're married and you have a house and you do all this stuff. And I'm like, and I'm starting to get some of those things that people might say are, are becoming yeah. an adult and I'm st- still finding ways to make the time for it. And I know that you will, yes, your priorities shift and you have different things that become priorities. But at the same time, it's like, if you want something bad enough, you'll figure out how to make it happen. It sounds super black and white. sounds like, yep. Oh, but I'd really love for someone to argue me at this point because I've seen so many people like yourself and others that, when they want to do something, they do it. Or like successful entrepreneurs, they come up with an idea and they figure it out and they make it happen. It's yep. it's obviously not that easy the way I'm making it sound, but it's possible and it's not, you know, if people are doing it, there's a way. Yeah, yeah. I guess is what yeah. I'm And it's what definitely I'm not here. that easy, like you said, but the mentality is that easy. Yes. If you want it that bad, then just go. Don't say I'm going to start tomorrow or next week. Just go now. Go start making something happen. And that's a big part of, you know, why I think I credit, and like I said, I'm not going to say I'm some big successful photographer, filmmaker, or anything, but I credit the success that I have to the fact that I just went all out for it. And like I said, a lot of that was trial and error. You know, one time I was so broke, my credit card got declined or my debit card got declined at a toll booth for like $4, you know? So yeah. I lived that life for quite a while. But like I said, that's just because I just went for it. I decided tonight's the night I'm going to buy a camera and I did you know? Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of learning lessons along the way, but <laughs> I'm still surviving. So yeah, no. And then, like I said, I don't, don't want to make it sound like it's, Oh, it's that easy or anything. There's hard work every single day that it can be arguably harder than, than some other, you know, safer options to go. And, and, but it's, it's the, like you said, the mentality has got to be that easy that you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. Yep. And you deal with the shit as it comes along. And, and, you know, I, I'm not doing, you know, the stuff with East meets West full time currently or anything, but it came down to me deciding that if I wanted to dedicate myself and, you know, help others learn about this stuff and for myself, just learning from other people, interviewing them on the podcast, becoming, uh, you know, a better photographer, writer, getting to go to awesome places to hunt. I wanted to do all those things. If I was going to do that, I was going to have to work my ass off and sacrifice in some other areas. Yep to be able to do so. And yeah, I just, I envy that. And I, I always like, whenever I get a point to drive that home, I, I try to try to do it. Yeah. It just makes sense though. And that kind of applies to how people hunt too. You know, some people are like, Oh, I'm just going to start scouting next week and the weekend after next thing you know, it's a week before the season they're hanging their stand. Yeah. I think it's just kind of a well-rounded thing. If you really want something, if this is your year where you're like, you know what? I want to kill my biggest buck start right now. Yep. If this is a year where you want to open a business or save up and pay off your student loans, whatever it may be, you need to start right now, not tomorrow, not next week. That's always been my mentality with it. Yep. I, I, 
I completely agree with that. Like you said, it might not be something that is as easy as what you did and dropped and did it all at once. But if you start planning today, yeah, you can, exactly. You, yeah, <laughs> I don't advise you to take the route I did. <laughs> that did not work out good for a while there. But yeah, no, I, 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 <laughs> I'm following you there, and I'll, I'll make sure I, I take that advice. Yeah, yep, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, those hard times, I, I look back and, like I said, I would change a lot about how I went about it and actually do it the smart and responsible way. But I look back at those times, and it really makes me appreciate what I have now. You know, being able to come hang out with you in Pennsylvania for a weekend. You know, if it wasn't for me filming, we obviously wouldn't know each other or anything. And yep. I've met some of my best friends who live all over the country just through filming hunts with them and stuff like that. So I, I do consider myself very fortunate in that aspect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's shift gears a little bit here and talk about what one point you and I were having a discussion on walking through the woods today is the discussion on taking trophy photos. Okay. Yeah. And I kind of want to hear your thought process on it because like I, I got to experience your style of doing that when we had the, when I shot my elk and everything, but I kind of want to hear some of your, your thoughts on this. There's trophy photo. Then just for clarification, trophy photo, grip and grin. It's the typical sitting by your buck, holding on to it, smiling. Those photos are great. I think that they're needed because when you show someone the buck you shot, you want to show them you sitting there smiling. Everything's great. The problem that I have, or I guess the suggestion more or less, is is there blood all over it? Is the tongue hanging out? Is your buddy holding the beer in the background? You know, just stuff like that. I like to, you know, I think we should all get together and dress it up. Because the way I try to look at it is when one hunter shows another hunter a picture that isn't, you know, very appealing to the eye, it doesn't make a difference because we're all hunters. It's when people who are non-hunters are kind of on the fence about it. They see these photos and there's blood all over, there's a tongue hanging out. It just kind of portrays us in a negative way. And that's why I think trophy hunting has such a bad rap, you know, for obvious reasons, because that's what everyone thinks we're doing. People who don't hunt don't understand that, you know, it doesn't need to be a giant buck to be a trophy. Everything's a trophy to whoever, you know, the eyes of the beholder, I guess. So I guess my, my big thing is just take the extra literally two minutes and just clean the scene kind of i always have a bunch of um, wet wipes in my bag just to wipe everything down the tongue always gets tucked in you know just stuff like that so that's kind of kind of the angle that i'm going with yeah and and what one thing you said to me we were we were talking to in the woods is like and to do this you don't need to have the best camera out there you can do that with your iphone or you can oh yeah with anything else it's just just taking those extra steps there to clean it up a little bit this day and age iphones take incredible photos it kills me to say that and i hope you guys don't all go out and buy expensive cameras and put me out of business you know yeah (laughs) but no you don't need a a five thousand even a two thousand dollar setup you don't even need a camera you just need a phone yeah just it's when you're taking the picture if you look at something and it catches your eye and you're like ah that doesn't look the best take the extra second and fix it because i think if everyone started doing that i think our sport as a whole would just look that much more professional. Maybe that's a bad term professional, but if all of our photos are our, our grip and grins were just really nicely portrayed and we all showed that we respect the animal and it wasn't a bunch of blood all around and, you know, guts yeah. hanging out or whatever, I think that would just make all of us as a whole look a little bit better. Yeah. And it's in the, you know, some of the, the, I guess the arguments I hear back to that is, <clears throat> well, we shouldn't have to apologize for that. I, I already respect the animal. I do. And I, I believe mm-hmm. that just about all hunters do respect the animal. Most of them do. Yep. And even the ones that don't take the best trophy photos, but what, 
what I would say to those type of people are think about the ones that might see that, especially if you're, you're sharing it on social media. If you're sending it to your buddies or whatever, whatever, that don't matter. Yep. But if you're sharing that on social media or somehow that photo is getting out and people are seeing it that are non hunters and anti hunters are almost a lost cause with it, but yep. non hunters is what I'm talking about. Yep. You know, the ones that kind of really don't know how they feel about yeah, it. Yeah, they're they on just, the fence. Or maybe they are supportive of it, but you can set them off by sh- showing something that's completely, you know, off the wall. So yeah. it, it's it's more surrounding those people thinking of that and just being respectful with it and being what you, how you truly feel about the animal and about hunting, just showing that yeah. in the photo. Yep. that's ex- I mean, that's really all we need to do. And like you said, um, I'm not talking about the, the people who already hate hunting because good photos aren't going to swing them. I'm talking about, you know, all the people who are okay with hunting. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. And when they look at a photo, I don't want them to say, oh, that looks bad. You know, you want them to say, oh, that's a, that's a good picture. You know, yeah, he has a, a deer that he, he harvested and everything, but that's not the point. The point is that he took the extra two minutes, he or she took the extra two minutes to dress it all up, make it look nice, show the respect to the animal, Yep. you know, and everything like that. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Well, I hope... Um, I hope that uh, for for this fall, I don't have to worry about that because you can help me. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, that, that'll be we have. make that nice and simple. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you were pretty sick of the uh, the trophy photos of your elk. We did that for a long time. I it was all worth it. <laughs> Having all those photos is awesome. Yeah. Yep. I took probably 800 photos, and I think I chose like 25 that I actually like. Yeah. Know, that actually made the cut. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of photos taken. That's for sure. Yep. But. Hey, it was, it was a big moment, and yep. I'd do it for a whitetail, too. Oh, hopefully we have that problem. Yeah, hopefully you're taking too many photos and I'm bitching at you about. All right, can we stop this now? That's going to be the whole weekend. After uh-huh. we shoot one here, then head over to Ohio and the whole Yeah, night. and after Come we get done back. there, we might as well go to New York. Yeah, like, we may as well. Get keep to, it going. Get the triangle done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, man. Looking forward to getting a hunt together again this fall and mm-hmm. wish i could figure out a way to get you to go to alaska with me caribou hunting but just not in the cards it's not in the budget right now for we me. haven't even talked about that you broke the bad news to me over the podcast what that i wasn't coming to alaska well i mean unless something changes <laughs> and i can find a way to fund it i know I'm giving you shit. <laughs> no that would have been a great trip but i understand the extra expense to bring another guy on a, a flying trip like that it's not cheap no it's definitely not cheap yep yeah yeah, that's uh there's there's no way getting around that. But hey, I'm not saying it's out of the cards yet. We're gonna figure something out. Yep. And worst case scenario, I still come out here in November for a week and hang out with you and the guys and Yep, kill three bucks and just like that. Yep. Nothing to it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll see what it happens. Yeah. All right, Justin, well, is there anything that you wanna wanna talk about or anything else you wanna cover here? Um, I guess I'll just uh kind of like a closing thought, more or less, you're thinking. Yeah. This is just a cool area to hunt deer. Uh, back home, yeah, we, like, okay, in central Minnesota, it's all small farmlands, right? And it's all private, obviously, if they're farmland. And there's really, you can scout, but your scouting is kind of driving around and glassing people's field edges because you can see everything off the road. Out here, I was just completely lost. I mean, we drove down this, what is this, a logging road? Yeah. We drove down this logging road for like 25 minutes to get to the spot like we are back here yeah <laughs> you know i've never hunted the woods of this caliber so it's just it's it's cool coming out here and it kind of makes me appreciate this you know mountain buck style of hunting a little more now that i've actually gotten to kind of experience what you guys have to go through every spring just to you know keep track of the deer you're after yeah you know 
uh, that's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you had that experience and and get to see it because it's it's definitely unique. Yeah, it is. It's something pretty special. I don't think a lot of people know that it's this caliber. Yep. You know, size of woods and everything. Well, hopefully they do after this film. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully if you know, there. if you're capturing it correctly. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to show all your spots, story. all your good spots, uh, all your tree stands, put them all in the film. When, when we start editing these scouting videos, I'm going to go through with a fine-tooth comb looking for things that can somehow <laughs> stand out. Yep. People pick areas out. I'm, we're probably going to make some people mad already because a lot of the, the points that I used on Onyx were, like when I'm doing the aerial scouting, were hypothetical areas that, or probably someone's hunting spot. Probably. But you want to talk about a good service. You buy something online to learn how to scout, and it's your own place you're hunting. They yeah. teach you how to scout their own trails you're hunting. I mean, yeah, what more can you ask for? Exactly, man. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, it should be good. I'm excited for that to come together. Yeah. So, Justin, tell everyone where they can find some more some of your work, and uh, if they want to reach out to you for any reason, where they can find you. Yeah. Um, so my, my Instagram is um, at Justin Mueller Photography. Um, if you look at Bo's social media, um, look at find one of his elk pictures. I think he has me tagged in all of them. You yeah. can just click there. And I support any you know, any follows, likes, comments, you know, all that stuff helps me, you know, grow my page and everything. And yep. that's pretty much my main one, man. You know, everything else, um, you know, if you watch Sportsman Outdoor Channel, if you watch the credits and happen to see Justin Mueller, well that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about all I can tell you. So <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thanks for uh jumping on the podcast here and, and thanks for coming out this weekend and and now you get to head back to Minnesota for a long drive tomorrow. Yep, nineteen hours. Should be able to hopefully do it all in one, maybe stop and take a little nap somewhere and keep myself going. But yeah. Yeah. Awesome dude. Well uh guess we'll we'll head back, dump this footage and Relax the rest of the night, I think. Yeah, maybe swing by somewhere and try to see an elk before it gets dark, too, on our way back. Yeah, let's try to do that. Yeah, go find a bunch of sheds and call it a day. Sounds good, buddy. All right. See ya. Later. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.